0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
2: All this time, all this time.
3: Me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host each and every week, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how are you today?
4: I'm doing well, Mike. Good to be here. I'm it's- looking forward to... Uh- to our interview,
3: man, I am too. We're, we got a chance here today uh, to talk to Tommy Bowden, and and let me tell you, I I, I knew of Tommy Bowden, you know, his football uh, coaching. What I did not know is he's an author, and I started uh, looking through some of uh, Winning Character for Proven Plan for Success. The, the 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 book is Winning Character, and I was just really impressed. and I look forward to our time with Tommy today. Hey, Coach, how are you today?
0: Doing good. Thanks for having me on.
3: Yeah, you bet. Uh, Pastor, you know, a few weeks ago, we, we had a chance to talk to Bobby Bowden and how impressed we were with with him. And, and after we got done, I, we said, hey, are there some guys that – that uh, you could recommend, he said, "Man, I'd, I'd call my boys if I were you. Yeah. That's what I would do." And so we took we took him up on it, and I got a chance to, to talk to Tommy a couple of times this week, and and uh, look forward to uh, to the time that we spend with him. Hey, c- coach, before we start getting into what the show is about, can we talk a little bit about this year's uh, college uh, football? I think down in your neck of the woods, Clemson, Florida State, are the two teams that people are most talking about.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. But both those teams have a chance to be in the Final Four uh, playoff picture. Uh, the way that Clemson played last uh, last year in the Final Versus Alabama, you know, gosh, who would have ever thought? I, I thought Alabama would win, but I thought they'd win 17-13, to 20-17. Put up 45 points against the Nick Saban defense and having the same quarterback back and other great skill back. They're, they're going to be one of the front runners to be, to be back in the big show at the end of the year.
3: Hey, Coach, when when you watch Clemson play, uh, and I know you stepped down from being the head coach there a while back. are, are, are In your heart, are you rooting for them? Well, you know, the the,
0: the head coach, Dabo Sweeney, played for me at Alabama. He yep.
3: was a wide receiver for
0: me. Uh, he was out of coaching when I hired him, and I got a lot of criticism, about it, but I knew his background. One of the reasons that I hired him is that I think I was the head coach at Tulane, I used to uh, go to First Baptist Church in, in Tuscaloosa. They had me up to speak at a Sunday service, Sunday morning service, and Dabbo and his wife showed up. And uh, he's a strong Christian guy, and his wife, Kathleen, they're boys, you know, but uh, he's as strong a he's the stronger Christian coach as there is out there, like along the same tunes as, as Mark Rick was is at Georgia. So uh, I, I follow him because of the, some of the things that he stands for.
3: Well, that's awesome. I know that uh, you had a great career coaching. And looking at the numbers, um, there, there had to be some people quite surprised when you stepped down as the head coach at, at Clemson.
0: Well, you know, i coached 32 years and uh, 12 years as a head coach. I uh, When I first became a head coach, I was only playing 11 games. And I think I had like that 90 wins in 11 and a half years. And, and had some success, not as much as I wanted, it. but uh, I really enjoy faith-based uh, speaking, Christian speaking, men's conferences, fellowship with Christian athletes, things along that line. Uh, my health was good. I was 54. My father lived down right down the road in his 80s. My mother in her 80s. I've got two grandchildren with a son up in Atlanta and a daughter in Mobile. So uh, it's it's not that the pressure got me. I mean, you know, I've been there for 32 years. has been 11 years in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, some of those years as offensive coordinator. So uh, I just felt like God was leading me in another direction. I Surely it was. I enjoyed coaching and and had opportunities to get back in it as a head coach, making a lot of money. But uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing.
3: Well, Tommy, i got to tell you, doing the research uh, for our interview today, um, I went to TommyBowden.com and got some, some really interesting things on, on you. What, what I really liked the most was, was reading the foreword that, that your dad um, wrote for winning character and i just that almost brought me to tears coach i got to be honest with you thinking about your father writing those words about you and and, and just what a what a great young man you were as a, as as a youngster and what a great athlete you were and he just that that forward on that book was was worth it for me i can't imagine reading those words from your father must have meant a lot to you
0: well i was very fortunate to have a father that, that, that left a great legacy not only in the same profession, profession, but more important, uh, as a Christian, you know, as a young Christian, uh, married man, married coach, uh, father, husband, you know, I learned a lot off and My mother, who's been married, I think, right at 68 years or 69 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and and you go back to biblical times, you know, the father was so instrumental. It wasn't uncommon back in biblical times to have four generations of, of families together with a patriarch. The father was the major influence. The longer I recruited and thirty two years of coaching, the less and less I saw the biological father in the home. I think psychologists say the most influential parent is the same sex parent. So as a son, you're trying to do things the right way, but having a father do it do it spiritually and then professionally, I, I couldn't have asked for a better situation. But you know, that's the way it was originally intended to be biblically. That mm-hmm. that the father would be a tremendous influence and legacy and leave a le- legacy for their children uh, and their sons.
4: Uh, Tommy, he mu- your dad must have been able to handle uh, football and his family, and uh, obviously then his faith. All uh, he had to be very balanced with all that. I guess uh, you guys were running around the football field probably early on, weren't you?
0: Uh, oh yeah, we you know we. Uh, he was a head coach at an early age back at all, back then at Howard College. It is now Stanford College uh, down in Birmingham, Alabama. But he was a head coach in his, in his 20s. And uh, his kids, that's kind of how we grew up going to his games, traveling with him, and uh, being around that environment. And uh, so so we were fortunate, those of us who went into coaching, we, we kind of, when Terry and I became a head coach, we kind of knew how to be a head coach uh, because of my father.
4: Yeah, what, what a tremendous legacy. I mean, uh, Bowden family, uh, I've heard just, um, you know, just great testimonies from folks concerning uh, uh, you and your dad and your brother. And uh, uh, my son is actually down in Akron, Ohio at a church. Uh, he's a college age pastor, and I think he and your, your brother Terry have connected. And so uh, we'll look forward to getting Terry on the broadcast here sometime.
0: Yeah, he's like he is. He's kind of cutting the same mold. And, and uh, I know he has been real active with his team as far as giving them some kind of uh, uh, acknowledgement of, of godly principles and godly standards and how young men should act from a from a godly standpoint. So, so I hope they can get together because Terry is really trying to do the right things with his team.
3: Yeah. We are talking to uh, Tommy Bowden, former head football coach at Clemson. 30, uh, 32 years as a, a college football coach. If you want to know more information, uh, go to TommyBowden.com and do yourself a favor. Um, Google Winning Character, the book that he wrote, A Proven Plan for Success, and trust me, it's worth the time. If, if you get a chance, it's on Amazon. Pick it up and, and read it. What I've done is, is gotten a chance to read some of the excerpts of it, and, and the foreword alone that uh, his father wrote was was just, uh, just a marvelous a couple of pages about what uh, what Tommy means to him as a man and what kind of man Tommy Bowden has become. Hey, Coach, when you were growing up, was there pressure on you to uh, to play football?
0: You know, there really wasn't. Uh, in fact, the, the first organized football that I played back in Tallahassee, Florida, I believe I was in fourth grade, I was at, it was, a, it was a, 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 a friend of mine's father that chased me down the neighborhood and, and got me signed up, you know, uh, Shoot my mother! who probably had six kids. They couldn't keep track of us. And what we signed up for and what we didn't. So, but, but somebody actually, somebody else's father actually signed me up. So uh, no, he didn't force us. Uh, he didn't encourage or discourage us either going to play in football or coaching either one.
4: What what position did you end up playing uh, when you got involved in football?
0: I was a I was a wide receiver in college. Played wide receiver and running back. Defense. I played really running back defensive back in high school. But when I went to college, I, I, I played wide receiver at West Virginia University.
4: Yeah, was your and uh, was that was your dad the coach then at West Virginia? He was
0: the head coach for one of the years I started. The second, then he went to Florida State, and I played my last year. Started my last year wide receiver for another. Another head
4: coach. I see. Now, when you were in high school and all, I'm sure with his schedule, uh, it was hard for him to make games, but was he able to come out and see some of your games?
0: I think he came to one of my games and that was simply because the other team had a prospect that he was in <laughs> <laughs> He came to see somebody else play. So he just he didn't have time. When you're traveling, you know, you're playing are playing away game, you're gone on Friday. Yep. And when you're uh, when you're playing at home you're with your team on Friday night. So uh us I playing at home. I think one time I can remember my high school career I think he caught a half of one of my
3: games. He must have saw something he liked in you because he ended up playing at West Virginia.
0: Uh, you know, I had to. You know, he actually gave a scholarship to the other wide receiver on my team. I had, to, I had to walk. I had to walk on. End up starting and putting food on his table. You know, he ought to be more thankful than what
3: he is. You know what? Hey, maybe that's why he wrote that forward in your book and said, to "What a great guy you were." Yeah, that is awesome. So bad, I, I saved him a couple times.
0: Uh,
3: we are talking to Tommy Bowden again. He is a former head coach at uh, Clemson University, author of uh, "Winning Care here go to tommybowden.com hey coach real quick before we get to a break um nowadays you're doing a lot of speaking engagements correct
0: uh, yes i do i do mostly uh men's conferences uh fellowship of christian athletes any kind of christian crusade uh I speak at sunday morning church services th- things of that nature some motivational leadership some secular talking most of most of it however is within the last year gone from Vancouver, Washington to Miami to Pittsburgh to the Dallas, Phoenix, across the country, you know, Kansas City. I've kind of crisscrossed the country doing faith based speaking over the last year. Mm-hmm.
4: We get, we yeah. gotta get them to the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, man. I've never been to Wisconsin. Well <laughs> we have to get, get you. To yeah, maybe the, <laughs> the middle of I've February. I've never been to,
0: West, I've never <laughs> been to I, do they got they got
4: Southern Baptists up there in Wisconsin. Well, no, we, we're, we're independent Baptists, Tommy. We're independent. <laughs> okay. hey, but you're, just,
3: hey, you're more than welcome. Stuff. If you if you got a parka and you can handle February, we're bringing you up, Tommy. We'll see yeah. just how tough you Bowden boys are. <laughs> we lived
0: 11 years in West Virginia. i will get
3: there on a snowmobile. There you go. <laughs> Guys, let's get to a break. The other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Tommy Bowden. Again, TommyBowden.com. If you want more more information on some of the things that that uh, tommy's doing and also uh, to pick up the book winning character you can do it right there again tommy this is faith in the zone on sports radio 1057 fm the fan
1: back to faith in the zone a journey on how people in sports walk in faith faith in the zone is brought to you by bunzel's old-fashioned meat market Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan.
2: All this time, all this time, you
1: covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner. And our special guest, Tommy Bowden, former head football coach at Clemson University. He's the author of a book called Winning Character. It's a proven plan for success. Go to TommyBowden.com for more information. You know, um, Coach, as we uh, as we discussed in, in the break, we had uh, Doug Scott on a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, just a really great guy good godly man and and he said hey if you want to come down you know down here to tallahassee to catch a florida state game i got tickets for a couple of them one of the games is clemson if you want to come down and see that game and i thought man i i might get on a plane and get to tallahassee for that one i a game like that in tallahassee is going to be an incredible spectacle
0: yeah, I promise you he doesn't have tickets for that one. <laughs> no uh, way.
3: He's uh, hey, t- fa- a
0: good Christian guy, but I promise he's probably
3: lying. No, faith in the zone, we never lie. <laughs> I told Daryl Strawberry I have a swing exactly the way he does, but we, ne- <laughs> yeah, we never yeah. lie on this show. You embellish the truth. Well, he he said, hey, he said, you come on down, I'll get you in. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's different. That's different than having a ticket. Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, Tommy, one thing that your dad
4: mentioned, uh, and I'm sure as you were growing up, and you you attended, I'm sure, Florida State games uh, with your dad and so forth, uh, he said that tomahawk chop thing gets so loud. And uh, he said that thing, he said that is just one loud uh, cheer in that stadium he said he gets a little tired
3: of it though too he said <laughs> en- enough of that you, you, there's no words to the song and you can't stop singing it he said it's,
0: it's a great environment that guy rides on that horse and throws that lighted spear into the ground
3: hey w- when uh, when you were at clemson and you went to florida state to play um difficult for you to do that
0: uh, no, it's only difficult because in the previous 10 years, they hadn't scored a touchdown in Tallahassee in five appearances. So No, it wasn't far for me. I, the first time I played there, I scored a touchdown. Even though we lost by 50 points, I felt like we won. We <laughs> touchdown. Nobody, nobody had done it, but it's a hard place to play. Back then, when I first went to Clemson in 1999, of course, they won the national championships that year. He, was, he had some great teams.
4: Yeah, was that hard for your mom to, to watch all that, or was she just glad you were in town and getting to spend a little time with you?
0: You know, well, you don't get any time because you're flying Friday night with your team. You get to see your father uh, 30 seconds out there at midfield before the game. Then you shake hands with him afterwards, and then you fly back. So you really don't spend a lot of time with family. You know, you're with your team. But uh, the first year she wore a, a sweatshirt that was split in half, Clemson, Florida, <laughs> Clemson on one half, Florida State in the other. And then uh, he won the national championship that year. He was heavily favored. We were ahead fourteen to none at halftime. He won seventeen to fourteen, and that's the last time she wore anything with Clemson on it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, I can't. Thanksgiving Day at the table, the Bowden table. I I would assume you know there's a lot to be thankful for, but eventually you're going to start talking football.
0: Well, it is, but you know a lot of people. I, I get that question a lot, but. In our profession, we never had Thanksgiving together. You know, we always—I I was coaching somewhere for 32 years. He was coaching somewhere, so we never. And Terry was coaching somewhere, so we never had Thanksgiving together. Christmases we never had together because you better be in a bowl game. Yeah, I was bowl eligible every year I was a head coach. If, if you're not in a bowl game, at Christmas you're unemployed. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christmases and Thanksgiving we never really spent together. We were—he was at a bowl game. I was at a bowl game. Thanksgiving we were playing somebody as usual year your rivalry game, Florida, Florida State, from South Carolina, so uh, those were vacations we really did not get to have as in, in the coaching profession together as a family.
4: Hmm. Well, Tommy, uh, your dad shared with us, you know, how he came to know the Lord. That's one thing that we, we love to uh, highlight on Faith in the Zone is uh, how the journey of faith with Jesus Christ began, and we'd love for you to just take time now and just share your testimony, how you came to Christ and what what the Lord was doing to uh, to bring you, uh, bring people into your life, to, to give you that message, and so uh, we'd love to hear that from you.
0: Well, you know, I was very fortunate uh, that I was raised in a Christian home. You know, if you were, if the church doors were open, we were there. Uh, as they say, sometimes you know, I had a drug problem; I was drugged in church. <laughs> so whether, whether you liked it or not, we we were there. And shoot, I think my father was my Sunday school teacher. Maybe when I was in junior high, he was the head coach at West Virginia. And actually, was my Sunday school teacher. I'm not saying he was a good Sunday school teacher, but he, was, <laughs> he taught me Sunday school. So I was brought up in that environment and, and understood at the age of 12 that, that the basics: a uh, human, you know, mankind, sin through Adam and Eve, sin was brought into to, to humans, and and Christ died for his forgiveness, the virgin birth, the res- death, the resurrection, the eternal life. I I knew all those things and accepted Christ as a 12 year old and was baptized. But I had the wisdom of a Mm 12-year-old. But being brought up in my family, continuing to go in church, one thing my father made sure as a family, we were never disconnected from the church. And that's maybe the most important thing I learned as a young coach and a young married couple. Never get disconnected from the church. Uh, If you want to be a godly man, guess what? You better hang around godly men. If you want to be a godly couple, you better hang around godly couples. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I... I stayed connected to the church, reading the Bible, things like that that I saw my father do coming down for breakfast in the morning. He's sitting there at the table reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I accepted Christ in early age, and I think mine was a continual growth. Uh, when I was a junior in college, I think I finally said, you know, if I'm going to sit there and say I'm a Christian, I, I better be careful about how I live. So I try to, I try to be a little more conscientious mm-hmm. of the things I did outwardly that other people would see and affect them. And when I was 42 years old, I was the offensive coordinator at Auburn, and I said, you know, I speak, I'm talking to myself, I said, I do so much faith-based speaking, and I say faith, family, and football are the most important things in my life, but I've never really taken the Bible and read it through. I've always read the Bible. So I went on a five-year project. It took me five years to study books in the Bible, read the Bible through. Twenty years later, which is today, I'm on my fifth time through. I've used different study uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: books and guides. So I think my growth as a Christian from when I accepted Christ and, and was baptized at 12, it's just been a continual walk and journey where I've tried to be obedient to God. I've, I've, as I've read the Bible, they say if you ever want to know the will, of, you'll never understand the, the will of God unless you understand the Word of God. Hmm. So yeah. I think the longer I read the Bible, spent more time in His Word, the more I understood what God, I think, wanted me to do. So mine's hmm. been a growth process. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't shoot somebody and have a prison, you know, awakening in prison or, or something like that. I've, I've been very fortunate in that regard.
4: Well, Tommy, uh, I appreciate you, you sharing that, and I am thankful. I uh, for for moms and dads that that really you know will teach their kids and bring them up in in, in the Word and in church. And and I, you know, you, you look at it today, and as a as a pastor of a of a local congregation. What, what i see happening today is sports and as much as you know we love sports i, I enjoy sports i had four boys mike coached all of my boys uh, at one point uh, in basketball but i uh, i'm i'm a little amazed at how church has gone on the back burner uh for uh for sports in fact um i was reading sports illustrated one day and back when rick riley was writing the editorial for him and he wrote an article on sports on Sunday and how he couldn't believe that church had been pushed off the, the burner totally and sports was taken over. But what I remembered was he said at the end, he said, so, hey, the next time you're on, at the gym on Sunday morning instead of church and, you know, and, uh, and Tammy is on the free throw line and uh, the game is over, but she's shooting a one and one to tie it and win it. Who are you going to pray to? And uh, I thought <laughs> yeah. that that's pretty uh, that's pretty direct. And you know, I, I listened to you talk about your dad making sure you guys were in church, and here you were involved in football, and he that was his his uh, occupation, that was his profession, and yet that. I, I, I tell you, that will preach today that people get back and, and put church where it needs to be. It's the institution created by God, and you're talking about faith, family, and football. You talk about faith in Christ and the church. You talk about family, and you talk about our government, all three institutions created by God, all three are in trouble today. I mean, the enemy, Satan, has really attacked all three, and, and as much as I love sports, I've seen sports has actually taken some folks out of church. And uh, it, was oh,
0: good.
4: it was good to hear you talk about your dad and, and and that whole upbringing like that.
0: He taught us that football was a huge priority in our life. It was just not the priority. Oh, was yeah, that's good. More important, and that, that was a relationship with Jesus Christ, trying to be obedient to God, trying to search what He wants you to do. And uh, he lived, fortunately, I was he, he lived that life, and I was able to witness it, and he passed that legacy nah. down to me. Uh, and... Uh, and and I've tried to pass that legacy down to my uh, children. I think they say, if you ever want, if you ever uh, want to see how good of a job you did raising your son, look at your grandchildren,
2: look wow. at your grandson.
0: Yeah. And uh, I've tried. tell was with my parents this weekend because I'm really proud of both of my children. They both stayed connected to the church. They were raised like I was raised. But as I tell my father and mother, that was a direct influence uh, of them and what they have passed down to me. So uh, mm. very thankful to my parents. That yeah. kept us connected to the church.
3: Well, I'll tell you this, Tommy. You know, there's guys like me that are are very thankful for you know a godly wife who who when I was doing stupid stuff, uh, not you know quite a while ago now, but when when our kids were were little, you know she was strong enough in her faith uh, for our kids and uh, and prayed enough for me to to for me to finally figure this thing out. And I, I'll tell you what, it, it can't be done. You know, I was in the home and I was, I think, a pretty good father, but not so good um, when it came to, to faith-based stuff. I was doing stupid stuff. And, and when I finally went to Pastor Darrow at Eastside Baptist on a Sunday night, I walked in and he said, uh, I've been waiting for you. I knew, I knew, I knew you. I knew you'd come. And I said, you knew I'd come? He said, yeah. I said, how'd you know I'd be here? He said, your wife's been praying for you for eight years, nonstop. Yeah. And I knew I knew cool. the Lord to get you to me. I just wasn't exactly sure when. But come on in, pull up a chair, and let's <laughs> let's have a chat. And so, yeah, I, I thank goodness for her and our, my two kids and three grandsons. You know, our our direct uh, reflection, I think, on on my wife and and her strength when it comes to her faith. Guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with a former head football coach at Clemson University. He is Tommy Bowden. Again, TommyBowden.com. And I do want to talk more about uh, the book that he he wrote a while ago, a few years ago, Winning Character. And uh, as he puts it, it's all in the cards. And I'll explain that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: All this time, all this time, you covered. Me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. You know, I should have hit record there for a minute (laughs) is what I should have done. Pastor, man, we do have some fun during the break. Our, Our special guest and he's a good one, former head football coach at Clemson and a number of places. He coached college football a long time, Tommy Bowden, also uh, author Tommy Bowden. I wanted to bring this up. In the book, Winning Character, Coach Bowden says it's all in the cards. And when he talks about cards, it's commitment, accountability, responsibility, discipline, and sacrifice. And I don't, I, boy, that's that's laying it right there, Pastor. Commitment, accountability, responsibility discipline and sacrifice you look at uh, at some of the things going on in some of the cities throughout the country and when you talk about what 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 uh, um, Tommy Bond talks about with commitment accountability responsibility discipline and sacrifice that, that, I think that, everybody
4: needs to read that book that, that's that that spiritually that's what you you, 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 bet. you know, if you're going to really grow and walk with the Lord it's going to take all of that right there
3: Hey, Tommy, when you started, when you wrote the book Winning Character, again, it's a proven plan for success. And I don't mean to keep going back to it, but it just really caught my attention when I was doing research um, on, on you and some of the things that you're doing now. When you started writing that book, um, can you talk a little bit about the process of, of, of that book? And before you wrote it, did you have an idea on the direction you wanted to take it?
0: Well, yeah, it was on that direction because, you know, in order to be successful... Uh, not only in sports, whether it be life, whether it be marriage, whether it be a job, whether be social life. If, if you've got pretty much those five basic fundamentals of character, you know, commitment, accountability, responsibility, distance how you said and They the first letter in each word spells cards, yep. then you're going to have success. Well, if those are things I need as a coach. Every coach will tell you, if you can get those players to understand those five things, you're going to win a lot of games. If you win a lot of games, then you'll, you'll stay employed a long time. Uh, Nick Saban calls it the process. But within that process, there's going to be those five things in some form or fashion. Well, as being a Christian, you say, well, gosh, look at the life of Christ. Is a sacrifice, uh, commitment, accountability. Look at the Bible. Look at the church. Look at the, the things associated with Christianity in the Bible. Well, there's a bunch about commitment, accountability, responsibility, discipline, sacrifice. So I said, okay, I need as many resources as I can. If the NCAA is going to limit me as a head coach on much, how much time I can spend with my players. Give me some resources that can help my players learn those things. Well, let's, let, let's make them go to church once a year, but let's encourage them to get involved with a local church. Why is that? Well, that's a building where people are trying to make good decisions. They're trying to teach those things. Let's encourage them to go to Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Why is that? It's a bunch of athletes trying to make good decisions. If those five things will help me make good decisions, give me the resources. So I kinda, it was, to me it made sense to marry Christianity and athletics. Kind of like the fellowship of Christian athlete does. Athletes does, but it, it makes sense t- for me to marry uh, Christianity with those five things if those would help me be successful. And then, yes, you got two winners. You got two, you win on the team, but also your players learn to to uh, to win in life uh, from a Christian
3: perspective. You know, Coach, when 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 you're talking about about those five, and and you're a coach who who wears his faith on his sleeve the way you did. In fact, I read a quote uh, from you that uh, where it said. Uh, um, Coach Bowden, he he has openly used his religion as a recruiting tool, saying that his faith was a tremendous recruiting advantage, and I love that. I, I think that's wonderful. When when you're able to, to wear that on your sleeve and you walk into to, into a family's living room, and they already know a lot about you as a man, I think that is an, an advantage. You're, you're, you don't have to lie about anything. You don't have to try to say, look, well, I said this, but I really meant this. Man, this is who I am. If you want to come play football for me, man, come on, let's go play. But understand, I'm not changing. This is the guy that I am. And I think that's a great recruiting tool.
0: Well, it was. I think players and parents see if it's sincere and if you're legitimately sincere about it, which I was. But, you know, I've coached most of my career in the Southeast. Uh, they call it the Bible Belt. Uh Uh, You know, I didn't invent the Bible Belt. I didn't create it. That's what they call it. I think in 1929, an editorialist uh, up in Chicago, I think, was writing about the culture uh, in the South. And they were talking about how important Christianity and God and church was of the culture in the Bible Belt. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, you can't go into home as a recruiting coach without some member of their family being active spiritually. It is a grandmother, their aunt. The male mentor, the father, the local pastor, somebody. So if I'm going to have trouble with him, I've got some uh, discipline problems with a young man. I've got I've got a, a faith-based contact that I can have uh, as a resource. So uh, uh, I used it going into, into the homes because I knew it was important to the families, especially in the southeast. Somebody in their family was going to was going to have a faith-based foundation. That would be instrumental to that young man somewhere along his career. When he, you know, being away from home for the first time, you're homesick, discipline problems. There's so many things that come up with with players nowadays, as you see from the media. You read it every day. So uh, I, I, I said, "Gosh, yeah, and I'm going to use it to help me, as opposed to run from it. And I'm going to use it as a tool and a resource."
3: Tommy, I got to tell you, my, my daughter looked at going to Pensacola Christian College. And uh, so I flew down there with her, and and we flew in on a Thursday. On Friday night, they had some stuff for her to do. So I, I got in the car and and drove around and looked for a high school football game to go to, and I found one. And I got a I, I got a program, and and I th- I thought, man, these two teams look awfully good. And I was talking to the guy next to me. And he said, look, there one team is maybe two and four, and the other one is you know three and three and i thought either one of those teams would win a, a state title here in wisconsin but i was looking through the program and every literally every page or every other page was an ad for a church in pensacola <laughs> in that area and and it was amazing to me I, I here in wisconsin i don't think i've ever seen a church advertisement in in a program for a at a public school football game and i thought
0: uh, i you can take a driver and a 3 wood and get to any church in and down here in any town in America. Make you two shots you can find the church.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And they were open about it. It was you know the, it was incredible the PA announcements saying hey look don't forget uh you know to make sure that you head over to this church tomorrow. Uh they're doing this and this and this and another PA announcement for a church that was having a rummage sale. And I thought, man, we're missing the boat here in the Midwest. And I was down in the Bible Belt, and that was years ago, and I felt that that even at a public high school football game, they were just all about, here are the churches that are in the area, make sure you get into one on Sunday.
0: It's, it's a way of life. It's part of a way of life, and it's just a culture. Like I said, the name Bible Belt was given by somebody actually up north years mm-hmm. ago, but, again, it's, it is a huge part of the culture down there.
4: Hey Tommy, one thing uh, you, you know, if you were coaching today, um, talked a little bit uh, uh, with your dad about this. I mean, don't you see a lot of these coaches today are are having you know these young men come in and and many of them you know did not have a father figure growing up, and don't don't you see these coaches really almost having to. You either bring guys on their staff or, or something to, to really help these young guys, not just with football, but with life and, and direction and guidance?
0: Most every program in the Southeast, I bet you everyone in the Southeastern Conference, probably in the ACC, maybe not, maybe some of the Northern schools. I know the Southerns, Georgia Tech, uh, uh, Clemson, uh, North Carolina, has a, has a team chaplain. And yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, the ACLU got involved, and in I changed it to a life coach. I never did, but I always call them the chaplain. But a lot of them are associated with their fellowship of Christian athletes. A lot of them are, are a local minister. But every one of them, and, and most of the coaches down here have somebody that helps players spiritually if they're searching. You have to be awful careful, you know, walk the uh, fine line with the ACLU because they, they sure enough came in to see me and brought a lawyer, and I had to have all lawyers. better have answers for them, but uh, there's a smart way to get around it. So yes, I think it's a lot of the coaches, at least down here, have somebody that can assist them in their spiritual growth and tell them local resources where they can, where they can grow spiritually.
4: Yeah, I mean, Jesus, actually, that was uh, what he was, his, his guidance and counsel was, hey, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And so you, you do have to have that wisdom. Hey, to change gears just a little bit here, I, tell, tell me about what might have been the most exciting game you either played in or you coached.
0: You know there would have been a, a, a couple after 32 years, but most of mine were as, as, a, as a as a head coach. Uh, my last game at Tulane, where we went undefeated, uh, finished seventh in the nation. It's very difficult to do at a private school. Very difficult to do at any high school, college, pro,
2: uh-huh. even
0: to win every one of your games. My last game at Clemson. My first game at uh, against my father. They were number one in the nation, undefeated. We had them 14 nothing at halftime, lost 17 to 14. And then about three years later, they were number three in the nation. We hadn't beaten them a long time, and beat them in. Oh, it might have been. Tough. No, I think mean, beat them in Clemson. Uh, probably been some of my key games. Two of them would be him versus my father, and one of them at Tulane,
3: going undefeated. Hey, when you beat uh, your father, what did he say to you at midfield after the game? He
0: said, "You're out of the wheel." No more. You're out of the the wheel. wheel. (laughs) Out of the the wheel. No more money for you.
4: Oh, I'll tell you what. That's quick. That's a quick one. And I
3: bet, I bet your mom was waiting around the corner to give you a hug and said, "Don't tell your dad I'm hugging (laughs) you." That's (laughs) awesome.
0: She was sleeping with a guy that had the credit
3: card. She didn't didn't talk to me for a year the first time I beat him. That's awesome. Hey, guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we just have one segment left, and we'll continue our conversation with Tommy Bowden. Again, uh, TommyBowden.com. If you want more information on on some of the things that that, uh, Tommy's doing alongside, um, looking at winning character, the book Winning Character, I'm I'm definitely going to go on Amazon and pick this up, A Proven Plan for Success and and i just think it's it's a what i've read about it so far just a wonderful book we'll get uh, get to tommy on the other side this is faith in the zone on sports radio 1057 fm the fan
1: more now of faith in the zone discovering people of sports and their walk in faith Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan.
2: All this time, all this time, you covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest for the hour. He's a good one. Had the, a former head football coach at Clemson University, Tommy Bowden. Go to TommyBowden.com. You know, during the break, we learned that uh, Coach Bowden's on the beach someplace. Where are you, Coach?
0: <laughs> I live down at Panhandle, probably about two hours east of uh, Pensacola. You talked about Pensacola a little bit earlier, but uh, I live in a place called uh, well, Seagrove Beach is the official name. Hmm. But uh, somebody's got to do it. Might as well be me. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: boy. Hey, growing up, uh, what was the competition like with the Bowden boys?
0: Well, you know, we were, all of us played high school football, and all of us played college football. My brother, older brother, Steve, played for about a year and a half, and after his third time getting knocked out, he said, this is not for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we played. You know, there wasn't computer games and all that. We, my, cho- my parents had six children, girls on the end, four boys in the middle, the six children were all born within 10 years. So we were all close together, and uh, we did a lot of fighting. I mean, my father had boxing gloves, and we got in a fight. My mother would call him. We got home. He put the gloves on him, put us out back, and said, go after <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: him. Which, which one was the toughest? Now, you can tell. You can be honest. Now, which which one of the Bond you know, boys was the pr- toughest? Pro-
0: probably Terry and Jeff, because they're the youngest. You know, they got beat up on the most, and they had to fight <laughs> for everything. So –
3: Jeff and Terry are probably a lot tougher than Steve. Man, does that sound like Pastor Ken's got four boys, and I've been around these four a lot, and the youngest one always got picked on. Tommy, the youngest one got picked on a ton, and they don't pick on him anymore. Yeah, he's about
4: 6'4", 220, and uh, just finished his third year of Bible college, and he's in the military. He he was stationed in Guantanamo Bay, but he's getting ready to go... uh, uh, active duty, and uh, he's trying to go special forces right now.
3: Yeah, that, I wouldn't mess with him. No. no, and those Keltner boys, all three of them try to pick on him, and they better have all three together. <laughs> they better. And they throw me in there. I'm not helping them. Uh-uh. He he definitely scares me. Hey, can we talk a little bit about uh, about your kids? Did your son play football?
0: My son played in high school, and uh, I, wanted, I did not make my son play a particular sport, but I wanted him to play a sport. Just to learn the lessons about uh, you know staying with something and doing something you might not like so they ha- he had to play a sport he happened to play high school football and uh, he had the one pro he ran like his mother which is not good <laughs> so, uh, he didn't he didn't play collegially. my daughter is like my wife they, they they go to bed with a curling iron and the daggone um, curlers in their hair they they were they weren't athletes but uh, loved athletics but. Uh, <laughs> My daughter didn't play any, any sports
3: hey, kid did, Would Linda come to your games when you were coaching at Clemson? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had a uh,
0: – we had a uh, uh, box for the wives. All the coaches' wives were set up in a box if they wanted to. Well, they could sit out in the stands. But, you know, it, it usually most coaches, uh, head coaches, have a box that their wives sit up in because it. You know, a place like Clemson, you got 83,000 fans. They're very passionate about the game.
2: Yeah, screaming first, at your if husband. Behind, <laughs> yeah,
3: right.
0: yeah if, you're behind, if you're behind in the first quarter, they could, they'll hear some very unchristian things.
3: Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I've coached basketball for 35 years, and um, there was one place in particular that I coached, and my wife went to one game, and she came home and said, I'm not going again. And I said, "Why?" She said, "Michael, you have no idea what they're saying about you." I said, "I've only been. This is the first game I've been. They don't even know me." She said, "Well, they think they know you, and they don't. They, they don't know me." And uh, I, I've got to be honest with you. It's a Christian school, but I'm not coming back. And I felt, <laughs> kind of felt bad for. Be- it. Yeah.
0: You got to be thick There's no doubt about it as, as a coach.
4: Yeah. I don't know who, who it was. There was a kind of a comedian that had been a coach, and he said, uh, People ask me all the time if everybody's behind me. He goes, Oh, yeah. The parents are behind me. They follow me home after
3: every game. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's about right. Huh? I Many nights I've come home and found a moving van out in front of my house.
3: <laughs> well, coaching and being a pastor, man, those yeah, they, never they, buy a house. Well, right? they, yeah, they say
4: you always look at
3: a home for resale value if you're a coach or a pastor. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Coach, when you're traveling about and, and, and speaking at uh, you know Fellowship of Christian Athletes or different churches— um, T- tell me your feeling on, on on the people that you're meeting nowadays compared to maybe ten or fifteen years ago. Are you feeling pretty good about where we're at as a society, or, or do you think that um, you know we need to have more men that are willing to step out and and uh, and speak out and be willing to get up on the mountaintop a little bit?
0: Yeah, you know, I've been encouraged. Just the last ten days, I've spoken at. Uh uh, somewhere between five and 800 men at three different places, uh, once in Georgia, once in Florida, once in Alabama. And uh, there is a remnant of godly men that are trying to be godly influences in their family. But uh, I, I, unfortunately, I just don't think there's enough. Uh, of course, I'm in, a, I'm in a kind of sheltered environment when you go in these, these men that want to be there. But I went once on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago, and Friday night high school football was starting. I was shocked at the number of men. One of them, there's about 600 men on a Saturday morning. You know, it's a beautiful day on a Saturday. They should be doing, uh, uh, duties at home and cutting the grass or hunting and fishing. So, you know, there's a remnant out there, but uh, it just doesn't seem like there's enough. And uh, we just, if you know, one thing I notice of uh, speaking at these churches, you know, unfortunately we've got too many pastors that compromise the word of God and water it down and pollute it. And Ugh. and. I wish more men behind the pulpit, more preachers behind the pulpit, wouldn't wouldn't would, would preach the word of God like it's supposed to be preached, and not compromise it. And I, uh, you know, unfortunately, our, our men are compromising their role in the family. I think unfortunately, some of our our, our pastors are doing the same uh, thing.
4: Yeah, you're you're right on tr- target there. I had an A. W. Tozer quote last week, and. Uh, I'll get your email when we get off and I'll send it to you. And I mean, that was, you know, probably 60, 70 years ago. He wrote that. And I'm telling you, it is directly, uh, aimed right at pastors that are doing exact. We have watered down worship. We've watered down the word. Um, there's, there's no difference between the, the, you know, the secular and the sacred. And, and, uh, he, he really hit that. I'll, I'll get that to you. That is some quote. And, uh, I well,
3: tell you, Pastor, you've talked about this a lot lately, and mm-hmm. at Brookside Baptist Church, about you know people are are you know going to churches where they can be comfortable, mm-hmm. and going to churches where they might like the music, or going mm-hmm. to ch- you know churches for for reasons other than you know the reason you should be there.
4: Yeah. Well, one one thing, Tommy, that A.W. Tozier said, he said, I find it interesting that if, if uh, not many people, if if the only attraction is God, not many people show up. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, the, they, he, he said they got to have the striped candy, you know, the refreshments, yeah. the donuts, the, you know, some hip-hop, yeah, boring. the hip-hop yeah. entertainment stuff. Yeah. And he said, yeah. we, we, God has become, we, we have become bored with God. And yeah. I thought, whew, that is potent. And
0: that yeah, is. there's a certain reverence to it that I think we've, we've lost, it's the sovereign God, and there's some reverence to me that should be. I heard the statement, I'm sure you've heard it, instead of taking uh, uh, the church to the culture, we're taking culture to the church, and we're uh, changing the church to adapt to the culture, uh, whereas we should be taking the culture to church. Right yeah. The culture should be adapting to the church, and we're doing the opposite, but that's, yeah. uh, that's it's a shame. It looks like it's, that's a big
3: big influence now. No doubt. Hey, guys, we've got to get out. Uh, coach Bowden, thank you so much. I, I can't uh, tell you how, how enjoyable this, this was for me. And and uh, if you get a chance, go to and and look at that book that's on the left. It's Winning Character, A Proven Plan for Success, whether you're a coach or not. Whether, you know, if you're a business guy and, and, and you're just looking, um, you know, for for something to kind of guide you through. And when you talk about cards and the commitment, accountability, responsibility, discipline, and sacrifice, that's in every walk of life. So pick that book up if you get a chance. Uh, Tommy, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, hey, when when if Wisconsin beats LSU or if Wisconsin gets ahead of Clemson in the rankings this year, why don't we say uh, you owe me a, a sandwich or something?
0: I'll, I'll, I'll come back on and explain to you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. He All is, right, Tommy, yeah, I'm thank not,
3: you. Hey, I better not starve until that time because I might not eat. He is uh, Tommy <laughs> Bowden. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Was it really amazing grace? Yeah.